Hello and welcome everyone to the Sketchnote Army podcast. I'm Mike Rohde, your host and the author of the Sketchnote Handbook and the Sketchnote Workbook. And I am honored to have my friend Katharina Theisbrol on the podcast with us tonight. Hello, Katharina. Hello. Hello, Mike. How are you today? Uh, I'm fine. I just came to the U.S. and uh, it's my almost first day here, so I, I feel a little bit tired, but I'm fine. Good. We're trying to catch you before the jet lag catches you and then makes you fall asleep. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to keep, keep things moving here and make sure. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited. Um, and uh, I, what I think I would like to start doing is have you describe who you are and what you do, because I think it's fascinating. You are a friend of one of our uh, collaborative friends, Rob DeMio, and he was on the podcast in the first season. So in a way, this connects the two seasons together. And I would love to hear uh, about you and what you do and what your relationship is with Rob. So I'm a physicist like Rob is as well. I'm uh, at a German university. Uh, it's a special type of university uh, for applied sciences where I have to teach very much. So I'm very connected to students and have a close relationship to students and all think about how to uh, teach in a better way and how to make them uh, understand more. So um, this is one of my topic, uh, working with the students and bringing them sketch note, notes, but we will talk about this a little bit later. So um, I was in the US like two years ago, or two and a half years ago uh, for a sabbatical, and I came to NIST where Rob is working. Um, and um, after this, like a half a year or a year later, uh, Rob has made a sketch note of one of my papers. And um, from that on, we, we started talking about this. And um, yeah, I, I started doing sketch notes by myself. And for me, uh, I have a little bit different perspective. Um, I do uh, sketch notes uh, for, for students. I do them for meetings. I also uh, do sketch notes about scientific papers or scientific talks. But so for me, the application is very manifold. But uh, I think a lot about uh, how to, to bring sketch notes to students. Wonderful. I think um, I have a, a real heart for students as well. Um, I often teach in university settings and um, provide them this uh, skill or this mindset around sketchnoting. And I find it fascinating when I see them get excited about it and applying it and how they can use it in their everyday uh, lives, whether they're, you know, engineering students or whatever it is that their specialty is. Um, so tell us a little bit more about how you came into sketchnoting. Did you, were you someone who found that you did sketchnoting but didn't know what it was called? Or was this the first exposure to sketchnoting you had when you met Rob and he talked about it? Um, 
Actually, I have seen uh, his sketch notes on Instagram, but I I didn't think that this could be something for me. But I um, I think I didn't know that I do sketch notes. But I I designed a, a physics show, and um, for that um, I couldn't make up my mind how to how to do it because it was a very special physics show in a in a pub and i had some experiments and i didn't know how to put them together because it's hard to do this in a pub and and have a a topic which is like uh, a line going through and so i i did some nice drawings and and uh, put this together and this helped me a, a lot to, to make up my mind and to, to design a good show. And when Rob, later on, he sent me the, his sketch note about my paper, we started talking and then I sent him a picture of my drawing and he said, oh, you already did a sketch note and you should go on and, and you can do it. So, and, and then I believed him. And so from this day on, actually, I started. I immediately started. And mm. he emphasized me your, to read your books, and I did. And I used the vacation to, to do this. And already in the vacation, I started drawing. I drew a lot of bicycles, for instance, like 50 mm -hmm. or 100 bicycles and, <laughs> and other things. And so um, I figured out that I'm not too bad in that. And uh, I talked to my daughter about this. She's a designer, actually. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of artists in my family. And and I always thought we have artists in our family, but we also have the others who cannot draw. And so uh, my daughter said, I always told you that you can do this. <laughs> but I I believe that I cannot do it. But I figured out um, it's, it's not so easy, but you can manage. I'm good in copying, actually. Hmm. So I can, if I see a picture, I can just copy it. Hmm. This is, this is what I can do. <laughs> Interesting. So you maybe you have a good um, sense of spatial uh, distances and proportions and so on, and that gives you the ability to to copy. Which I I wonder about this, and I never asked Rob about it. With um, as a physicist, I think that type of math is a much more conceptual type of math, and I wonder if the way your mind works. Uh, being a physicist maybe aids you or gives you some uh, way of thinking that helps you with sketchnoting, like envisioning um, things as they lay out on in you know in relationship to each other. Is that is that a fair uh, guess to make, or is that yeah? Quite yeah. So we are both uh, physicists in solid state physics, and you have to to draw a lot of um, lattices, so like at putting to, together atoms you have to have an understanding about um, how how lattices are in space and so three-dimensional things and maybe for Rob it's the same to to have such a something in in your mind to to get a picture of some of complicated things hmm. and and this might help also if you give a lecture you always have to draw hmm so you're practicing drawing all the time, even in your lectures, whether it's, you know, formulas or lattices or atoms or what have you. There's always this this connection between Yeah, I, ne I never thought, yeah, hmm. I never thought that I, I do good uh, uh, drawings, but I, as, a, as a professor in physics, you have to draw. Hmm. Doesn't matter if it is good or not, you just have to do it. Hmm. 
I wonder then if uh, maybe just simply the practice, right, the the repetitive nature of drawing all the time made it a little bit less of a hurdle for you to move into that space, which I think um, maybe that reinforces this idea of practicing, right? Even if you feel like what you're doing isn't exactly what you want, the practice is actually very beneficial. The practice is very important. So I, I had the feeling I cannot draw very well, but now after doing this for one and a half years, uh, it's much, much easier. For instance, drawing faces. Uh, I, I did this already as a child, but I never was really satisfied with this. But now I'm, I'm kind of happy with, with drawing faces. It's not perfect, but it's, it's okay. So I like, I like my faces by myself. So uh, it's just uh, you get a kind of a feeling for it, how it has to be. You don't have to think about it anymore if you do it more often. And yeah, it's just practicing, I think. Interesting. Interesting. Now, tell us a little bit about um, what you do. So you talk about doing meetings. Um, what are some other things that you like to sketch note? Are there any specific topics in physics that you like to do, or is there any what kind of applications have you given to sketch notes? Anything you you're doing for your students, or ah, oh, I think I did. Actually, um, I figured out that I basically do sketch notes for me. Uh, if somebody tells me do a, you could do a sketch note about this topic. I'm not really interested in this. I, I have to choose my topics by myself. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's not interesting for me. It's and I talked to Rob about this, and he has the same. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know where it comes from, but it is. You do sketch notes for yourself, mm -hmm. and actually not for other people. And if I do, so I did this book on solar energy for my students. Uh, actually, it is it. The reason doing it, it was also for me to to uh, to understand the matter by myself or to summarize things better or draw connections between different topics and so on. So it basically was also for me. But now it it that came out in a nice book and I give it to my students and they they like it. But uh, basically, it's for me. So and. I do really different things. I do it, for instance, I do sketch notes uh, from my course. So I sing in a course. And if we have, um, yeah, like a, a teaching, vocal teaching or something like this, or a workshop, so I would sketch note that. Sometimes I go to um, course um, colleges and then I, I sketch note all this. Um, this is one thing I, I like to do. Then I also do recipes and what else. Sometimes I just do like visual vocabulary or or I, a TED talk or some, something like this. So a lot of different things. Hmm. So what comes to my mind, what I think is important, I, I want to do a sketch note out of it. Hmm. I think that's a good thing that you that you... That you do it for yourself first. I, I've always believed that. That I think if you, if you're just feeling forced to do it for someone else, your heart won't be in it, and you just won't have the same passion that you do. If you choose the thing that you do, and it, it, I think if you do it, it also means more to you than it does to someone else. It may be beneficial to them, 
uh, in some way, but it probably always will mean something more ju just to you because, you know, it's your work. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really, sometimes I just want to produce something. So it's like a, uh, I want to put a little bit an artistic style into it. And if you look into my sketch notes, some of them are a little bit like mo modern, modern art-like. So mm -hmm. I have some of them. Uh, where I copied a little bit of style of, of Pank. I don't know if you heard about them and other other people, uh, other artists. So I like this to mm. put put different styles into it or interesting styles into it. And this is something I, I really like. And actually, um, in October, I had uh, five of or five yeah five of my sketch note in, in an exhibition. Really? There was an exhibition in 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 Berlin where they asked yeah where they asked me to put in uh, several sketch notes of mine. Wow. Yeah. She she found me on Instagram the the gallerist. Really. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's this wonderful. Is, it's was cool. I liked it. I bet. Wow. That's really yeah. that's a nice vote of confidence as well, and to you know just show that uh, it's just an interesting way to express yourself, and and there was noticed by someone. That's great. Wonderful. Yeah. This is wonderful. She might even do a sketch note uh, exhibition. I have to talk to her oh. with with more sketch noters. Well, I think we can Maybe. help. We can help you there. Yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll we'll uh, get some sketch noters from around the world for that if you like, or if you need that help. So, let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have to tell her. <laughs> so now let's talk a little bit about um, the tools that you like to use. Um, so I. I understand that you use an iPad like I do, um, and it sounds like you're like me. Maybe you're sort of going between. So I like to use both analog tools, you know, pen and paper and pencil, as well as my iPad, and I switch pretty easily between them. And sometimes picking, you know, one tool or another for the specific job that I have to do because it works better for that job. So talk a little bit about um, the tools you use. Like maybe let's start first with. Uh, your digital tools, and then maybe analog after. So I I uh, have the iPad Pro, Pro. I bought it uh, shortly after it came out, and of course also this uh, the Apple Pencil, and this is a, a fantastic tool. And I in the beginning, I started out with Paper Fifty Three, which I like a lot, which is a very good program, and I, I like the sim simplicity of that. Uh, but for for the 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 sketch notes I'm doing for signs and for for covering um, content of of lectures, um, I need a little bit more than what is in uh, Paper 53. So I need layers. I need Zoom in particular and some other features. And so I now use uh, basically Procreate which gives me everything what I need, actually. And uh, so I, um, I, there were times where I just worked uh, di digital, and um, now I, I came to more analog. It's interesting for myself that I, I don't use the iPad uh, so much anymore. So I, I fill pages of pages in, in books in a moment what is it that you like about um the pen and paper or pencil and paper that the ipad isn't providing you that maybe can you put a finger on 
maybe why you're feeling this um, switch over? Is it a just sort of a phase right now, or is there something about it? I have seen, for instance, Rob doing uh, conference notes on his iPad. He's so fast on that. I'm I'm not. I'm not so fast. But I figured out. Uh, so I'm used to to uh, notes and books, and so with books, I, it's easier, much easier and faster for me. So I, I like to 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 do these uh, notes from talks and meetings in books and it also looks nice and and you have the book and then you can go through and um, that's easier so I like really to look through my books and 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 this is something which you can carry with around with you and and show to people and I I enjoy this a lot I have to say Hmm. with uh, with the iPad is something else yeah yeah I Maybe what I would say is um, I, li- I, I sort of feel that I need to, to explore both and continue to explore both. But I have a tendency, if I'm go- doing some illustration work, I'm more likely to use the iPad because I have a little more time to do it. And maybe that's what you're saying, um, where with pen and paper, I feel I can be more immediate. Um, though, in some, in some ways, I still like paper by 53 mainly because of its limitations. I think it feels most like pen and paper to me because it doesn't have layers and it doesn't have, like it's limited in what I can do. And it sort of forces me, it forces me to be more in the moment in some way. But um, I definitely like switching back and forth. And there is something about having the actual notebook and the pen um, that's quite different. I, it's hard to put a finger on what it is, but it's uh, maybe it's just loving, you know, analog things or, just the the feel of the paper and the look of the pen and that you the sense that you can maybe make a mistake and there might not be anything you can do about it this a little bit exhilarating maybe yes you you cannot really say what it is i have times where i like to sit in the evening and draw in my ipad but i need time for that and then it it looks very nice and you can delete things if you don't like something and so you can produce very nice things with that and also uh, switching from paper 53 i like paper 53 a lot but um i started with procreate and it just gives me more possibilities so i i kind of stayed Mm -hmm. with it and now going back to paper 53 i i even forgot how it works (laughs) (laughs) interesting so i have to learn it again (laughs) so it comes from from itself yeah but i like paper 53 a lot but uh, it just uh, if I if I sit there and and have to choose which one I, I I would use I would use Procreate because it has more possibilities for me and 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 so I stay with it. Sounds like it fits. It just fits your needs better, which is good. That's why there's you know many bits of software to choose from, which is good. I think it's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted to ask you particularly about your your analog now. So your notebooks and pens and pencils. Do you have a specific mm-hmm. notebook or pen or pencil that you like best? What you would choose that you carry around? Um. No, I don't have very specific ones. So I always uh, have a nice black one millimeter uh, thick one which I use for titles. And then I always have some some ones which have a smaller uh, tip, which I can use for the text or for, for lines and so on. Um, also, I like 
to use a combination between uh, uh, brush and and uh, how do you call this normal pencils with with a tip and have them even in the same color like having blue so I like uh, combining black with blue or black with red or so, something like this so like a combination of two colors and then I want if I use blue for instance then I have a a pencil with a, a pen is a pen or a pen with a tip and a pen with a brush in the same color then I can combine it and so I kind of uh, try to combine different different pencils and I just look which one which one I like best if I go into a store and in Germany we have really nice stores uh, you can try them out, and so I, I just look which I like most, and then I buy them. And so I have a, a big variety of, of pencils of different companies and, and and use them all together somehow. And recently I, I discovered brushes for me because I, I wanted to do more lettering, so I did an online course on lettering, and um, um, I, like, I like the brushes a lot. Now, so I use them more, and in particular, I use, use them more for, for lettering. Um, so brushes uh, from, I have to look it up, because, uh, so from Ecoline, for instance, mm, they, yeah. are, they are quite nice. Mm. I don't know if you can get them here in the U.S., but in Germany, we have these nice art stores, and mm. you can buy all these pencils over there. So maybe that's a good reason for... Uh Anyone who's not in Germany to make a German friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they are available uh, all over Europe, but in, in the U.S. they are probably also available. Mm. But uh, I, I don't know where. <laughs> I by myself don't know where. Mm. Now, what about the notebooks and paper? Are there any specific notebooks you like, or certain kinds of paper that you choose? Um, I like. Moleskin or I like Leuchtturm notebooks and I like in particular dot grid, dot grid or plain. But in the moment, I, I like a lot of, of dot grid ones. And I also like smaller notebooks like for Muchi, uh, uh, these notebooks which have a, such a, uh, I don't know to say this in English, they have this spiral binding. Is okay. this right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I like this, and recently I discovered a kind of notebook. I don't know the name of it, but it's really funny. You have like a cover, and then you can put in several smaller, really small uh, notebooks, and so you can have a notebook for this topic and for that topic, and you can have up to four little notebooks in this cover, and you put it in with a with a rubber band, and I like this a lot. I have to say, so I have, so I carry around with me different types of notebooks and mm. and use them for different for different needs. So for also sometimes really uh, t uh, smaller ones which are not so thick. And so I try to to have a notebook for my coursework and a, a notebook for talks at my university and a notebook for if I have to. Um, to supervise a student, so I put all this supervision things in, into one notebook, and I have a notebook for travel records and and so on. So I have like ten no ten different notebooks, and they are not all the same; they are different. Mm. <laughs> 
So I, I don't care too much about a special branch. Okay. If I see something which I like, I just take it. You just use it. Okay. That the notebook you describe with the with yeah. the band in the middle kind of reminds me of a Midori traveler's notebook. It's almost like uh the the outer part is like leather with a with a with a strap and then you yeah. put your own notebooks in the middle and you can stack them up or something. But I don't know if that's what you were meaning. Yeah. So the, I it's, like it's something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think there's quite a few um, on the internet where you can, it's not Midori brand, but you can buy these covers and you can build your own sets of notebooks this way, which is, a f- mm-hmm. I've, I have one of those yeah. um, that Midori yeah, set I, and it's really wonderful. Yeah, I discovered it in in an art shop, so I just bought it. Mm, okay, cool. Well, that's really helpful. Um, now, the way we are wrapping up all of our podcasts here is uh, we talk about tips because everyone has a different perspective, and I thought it would be helpful if you could share three ideas for sketchnoters to make improvements in their work, in their practice. So um, what do you think are maybe three things you would suggest to someone listening? So first of all, you have to be focused on your work. This is... uh, this is something, and you can be focused by taking part in challenges. So I learned a lot about challenges. I mean, you shouldn't take every challenge, but you should find challenges which fulfill your needs. And challenges, they force you on on drawing different things you maybe wouldn't draw if you can choose by yourself. And so you really um, practice uh, doing certain things. Uh, in the moment, I'm doing a challenge which I like a lot, which is uh, a challenge where I draw to about one topic every week and this for one year. And uh, the one topic was faces, another one was expressions and hands and, and now stick figures. And I really like this because there's not too much pressure because you can manage uh, to do one of these topics a week um, and um, you are continuously drawing over one year and I like this idea a lot so this is really my favorite uh, challenge but I did other ones where you draw every day for like 30 days and also with this you learn a lot so if you in particular do this in the beginning you learn quite a bit. So uh, I'm a fan of challenges, but I would, by myself, I wouldn't take part in too much. I would really carefully choose which one I would take. Hmm. So this is the first tip. Uh, Shall I tell you the second one as well? Sure, go ahead. (laughs) The second one would be, uh, yeah, don't uh, put yourself too much under stress. So it should be, uh, it should be fun and not stressful so uh, if you for instance have a challenge but you you have a busy life or so and then you have to draw every day this sometimes it's a little bit too hard and uh, one should should do it for for being relaxed and not being stressed so this is another tip I have because I, uh, when I have done so I did a book for my students um, about solar energy and I altogether I drew like almost 30 uh, sketch notes for that and in the end it was kind of hard because I had to catch up with a student and it was 
it became stressful. And after this, I said, no, I, I don't want to to have this stress anymore. I want to to do it relaxed with the sketch notes. So this is the second tip. Mm, good one. Uh, the the third tip is um, that you should go to uh, and publish your work on social media. Because, uh, first of all, you show your work to other people and get feedback from them. Uh, also, I enjoy to get likes and comments. This really uh, supports um, my work. And um, also, there is a very nice uh, Sketchnote community on Twitter, for instance. And it's really nice to catch up with these people. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, I met already some of the people. So I recently I had a conference in, in California and I met two sketch noters and mm -hmm. in Germany I met several I met Mauro, I met Rob, I met others I really made friends with sketch noters uh, around my area as well and so this is really nice and for me it's a completely new world new friends, new world, it's really fun so uh, one shouldn't do just sketch notes and keep them for for themselves, one should go out with them and show them to others and talk about them and enjoy the fun. Mm, good. I like I like all three of those. Those are wonderful tips for anyone who's listening um, to you know uh, take challenges so that they help you to improve. But uh, don't stress yourself out. And then when you're done doing your challenges and practicing, um, to share that on social media and make friends with uh, other people around the world who are ready to encourage you and and make you um, feel like it's worth continuing and, and doing it more. I think that's a good combination. Yeah, we had one evening, for instance, where we sometimes kind of it's chatting over Twitter. So we were kind of chatting with people from Australia, with people from Hawaii, with people from the US, with people from Italy and from Germany. So it was around the world and this this is really amazing i like this a lot and and this can only happen with something like this yeah i agree i've been immersed um since the 90s in international culture after traveling to germany actually back in 1993 i made some friends in the states and that got me interested in in the world and so the opportunity to meet many people around the world on the internet has been really wonderful and it's great to see others enjoying that as well with the sketchnote community so thank you for um being a part of that and sharing thank you so um we wanted to share a little bit of uh, a little breaking news or a little bit of a tidbit for listeners who've made it all the way to the end of the podcast yeah so actually you were the one who suggested this that we should have a, an international sketchnote conference yep. and so we were discussing about it where we want to do it if we want to do it in madrid or or amsterdam or berlin or wherever and so i suggested that we do it in hamburg because in in the this area hamburg bremen I, i'm from bremen uh, we are several sketchnoters who um who, who come together who know each other and so we could do it together and organize such a conference. Mm -hmm. And so now uh, we are heavily organizing it. It will be in fall. And uh, we hope that uh, a lot of international people and also people from Germany will come over and meet and, mm -hmm. and talk about sketch notes. It's and you, of course, will also come. And yeah. this will be very exciting for us. Yeah, sehr gut, sehr gut. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, oddly enough, um, yeah. I've, I've never been to Hamburg. I've been uh, as far north uh, as Berlin, but more to the east. My family is from uh, from Wismar, so I'm from that region, from the north of Germany. So ah, it, it will be nice to come back. That's not so far away. Yeah, I might have to go and visit my home city and, and yeah. see what it's like, take some photos and maybe sketch notes some of the village. So Hamburg is a very nice town. It's a very special town. Uh, it has a special flair, and it's uh, it's on the coast, almost on the coast, mm -hmm. and it's it's really a great town. And so, in the moment we are setting this up, we we didn't find a location, but we will find one, and yeah. so we have to set up how we want to do it uh, in particular. And maybe uh, some people can support us and give us some ideas. Um, what what we should do and what sure. we should not do maybe <laughs> and so in the moment uh, we are we are discussing it and how how, how it will be how you discuss the name of it but we want to attract a lot of uh internationals in particular yeah so so definitely put it on your calendar for this fall just leave a spot this fall for uh for a conference in germany uh make some Make some mental space for it if you're listening and you're, especially if you're in Europe, it's uh, maybe not so far of a trip if you're in the U.S. or somewhere else. We would love to have you um, and we will be announcing more about what's happening and the details. Of course, on Sketchnote Army, I'll be announcing it as well and we'll have, probably have all kinds of information so you can see what's happening and plan plan for it. And we'll we'll make the announcement as soon as we, uh, we have things uh, settled enough that we can do that. Uh, responsibly uh, so that you can start planning ahead so uh, I'm, I'm so excited I haven't been to Germany since 2001 yeah. so I'm super excited to come back uh, and visit one of my favorite countries yeah it will be fun and also in 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 Hamburg there is a an active community of sketchnoters they probably also will like it yeah. to to have an international meeting over there yeah and also people from berlin berlin is not far away so mm -hmm. germany is not so big so pe people from germany will also come and yeah. participate will be a great thing i might say something already we will do a bar camp Ooh. at one day okay. at least it yeah. will be yeah well, Katharina, thanks so much for making time for us. Um, jet lagged and first day in the U.S., but making time to talk about sketch notes, and I can hear the excitement <laughs> in your voice just talking about the subject. So I know that you love it, and um, I think uh, others will be inspired by of your course. words. And uh, I will definitely find all the links that you mentioned to your solar energy uh, sketch note uh, book and other things. Uh, we'll include those in the show notes. So if you've uh, heard those things and you want to check them out. Uh, definitely take take a look at the show notes, and we'll uh, we'll connect you up. Thanks for having me. It was, yeah, it was really fun talking to you, and I hope people will like it. I think they will. I think um, I think it'll be very exciting, and hopefully the 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 uh, the slight delay on Skype is uh, not too um, uh, interrupting people too much. Um, I think it's been okay, and uh, I think they'll love it. I think it's going to be fun to see people reacting to your. Uh, to your interview and i know that rob and michael and so many others diana will just be excited because i don't think they expected you to be on the podcast so that's a little bit of the fun from my side to see people surprised no no nobody knows <laughs> yeah that's wonderful that's the best okay. kind of guest so thank you again and uh, for all you people <laughs> listening uh that will wrap up this episode of the sketchnote army podcast and until the next episode we'll see you later 